0: Hello, and welcome back to OAN Connects, the Autumn Action News podcast. My name is Jessica Joaquin, and I am here with my sidekick, Marissa Johnson. We are both reporters for the Autumn Action News, and our latest issue can be found at autumnnews.org. That is O-O-D-H-A-M-N-E-W-S dot O-R-G. You can go there and read that cover to cover. As always, if you have any story ideas or have any feedback whatsoever, please send us an email. How are you doing today, Marissa? I'm doing great. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. In these episodes, we like to hear more about community members and their stories. Today, Marissa has two stories uh, for us. Before we get into that, there are two things I would like to mention. In the February 6, 2020 issue of the Autumn Action News, we ran a photograph from Salt River Day School. The picture of youth were about 14 years of age and they were with teacher Mr. Walking Stick. This was a photo submitted by Christina Ray, and it was just a class photo, and we had asked our audience, we had asked our readers if they recognized anybody because we wanted to put a face to the name. We were happy to say that we did manage to find names Uh, For everybody in this photograph. If you would like to see this photo, you can head over to our website and take a look at the May 21st issue of Autumn Action News. Now, Earth Day was on Wednesday, April 22nd, and NSRPMAC likes to have a big Earth Day event each year. The Salt River Pima-Maricopa Indian Community celebrates Earth Day with a community cleanup event. It's a day when community members and employees come together to participate in roadside cleanups, desert restoration, standpipe painting collecting household hazardous waste, building garden boxes for seniors, and much, much more. This year, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and with everyone staying indoors, the community decided to create a video that featured SRPMIC Vice President Ricardo Leonard singing the traditional autumn song, Hummingbird, along with community members and employees wearing their homemade face masks. The video also included scenic views showcasing the beauty of Salt River Pima Maricopa Indian community. To view the video, you can visit the SRPMIC Facebook page at facebook.com slash SRPMIC. All right, Marissa, what do you got for us? Okay, starting off, I was able
1: to speak to Mandaree Jose, who is the current Miss Salt River 2019 2020. Due to the COVID pandemic, there will not be a Miss Salt River or Junior Miss Salt River pageant this year. And we kind of talk about that in terms of her reign and leaving her crown to the next title holder. Good afternoon, everybody.
2: My name is Mandry Jose. I am the 23-year-old daughter of Raylene Galvez and Winston Earl Jose Jr. My maternal grandparents are the late Lorena Baptisto and the late Eugene Delbert Galvez. My paternal grandparents are the late Winston Earl Jose Sr. and the late Jennifer Ann Washington. Um, it's very good to be on here on the podcast today. Awesome. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you. Thank you, De- Mendery. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem. All right, so let's get started with some questions I do have regarding the pageant. The Miss Salt River Pageant Committee, or the Miss Salt River Committee, did reach out and say that they were going to not be having a pageant this year. But can you tell us what they were going to do alternatively?
2: Um, actually, I'm not entirely sure. I've been hearing um, different things here and there. I believe um that there were a few instances where they did want to have one that was online where ladies would submit their videos for their talents but i think ultimately they just went to passing down the crowns to our first attendants um but in in place of that i think they are going to have me do a farewell video
1: also the upcoming royalty what advice do you have to give to them
2: Actually, not entirely sure. I We were all, uh, together a lot during our events throughout the year. So I think one thing ultimately I would say was to just for them to keep being themselves and to work better, to speak more and be more outgoing in front of crowds. Um, we did do a lot of events together, so I feel like we spent a lot of our rain together. So something I would say I think they would probably already know.
1: <laughs> yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about your platform this year and did it change because of COVID-19?
2: I think it really did change. I mean, we're um, supposed to hold or host an event and my my platform for this year was cultural revitalization. And um, to our event, we were supposed to host an event based off of our platform. And being that um, I believe that our title, it wasn't just just because uh, one, one had the crown that our titles were more important than another. So when we were going to host our event, I wanted to do them together. So it was um, revitalizing culture through self-expression through the arts. So we wanted to host an event that was uh, for the artists in our community. We have a lot of uh, autumn and pipage artists but not from our communities that are well recognized and I wanted to give the community a chance to be able to express themselves and display that not only like our well-known artists but everyone all the way down to our children that's so I think it I think it really changed and not being able to host that event due to the restrictions
1: to COVID and
2: just for the safety of everybody else. I think it, it definitely changed.
1: Wow. That's amazing. I love that platform. I've never heard of it and it's very unique and it brings the community together. Yes. It's very sad that that wasn't able to fall through, but that sounds like it would have been an amazing event.
2: Yeah. We're, Kind of sad about it, but we understand uh, keeping our community safe,
1: making sure everybody is healthy
2: is very important to us as well.
1: Speaking of COVID, how did um, that impact the end of your reign because of the events that had to be canceled or postponed and then also with the postponing of the pageant, how did that affect you personally as a title holder?
2: I just feel like part of it and I and at the fault of no one just because this is out of anyone's control, I feel like it's there's a feeling of incompleteness, but I have a an understanding that, you know, it's no one's fault and it had to be done just for everyone's safety. But um I feel like I held the title well and I, I hope that everybody else who had seen me in capacity feels the same way that I did they see me in a light where I did things for the community, at the benefit of the community. And I thought of everybody who I talked to and who came across me.
1: Thank you, Mandarie, for holding the title with beauty and grace. We wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Next up, we have a community youth who was studying abroad during COVID 19. I was able to talk to Emery Bonnie, who was abroad in Spain studying during the COVID pandemic and her journey home.
3: I was 14 when I left to study abroad in Spain. And my 15th birthday in February, two weeks after that, I give the best guess, on March 12th, uh, all of Spain went on lockdown for COVID. So nobody could leave the houses or go in the streets unless it was for the pharmacy or the supermarket.
1: So you were in Spain to study abroad, and can you tell me a little bit about that, like your school, and how did you get the opportunity?
3: Um, Well, I've always wanted to go to Spain, and I thought, what if I just went for school? And so I started looking up exchange student programs, and I found one, and I got accepted to go.
1: That's awesome. That's amazing. How long were you supposed to stay there? Like, when did you arrive? And then when were you set to leave?
3: Uh, So I applied for schooling late. So I went there in October, the end of October. And I was supposed to be there until June.
1: So wait, you were in Spain since October? Yes. Wow. Okay, okay. That's really cool. Sorry, this is off, yeah. off subject, but how did you like it? That sounds so awesome. Oh, it
3: was very fun. I loved it. It was nice meeting a lot of new people.
1: Did you stay with a family?
3: Yes, I had a host family of four, a mother, a father, and two children my age.
1: Was your mom with you? Or like how did that work? So
3: my mom came for a birthday surprise in February. And after that, she went to France. And then everyone just started um, going to the supermarkets and getting food because they had a notice about the COVID-19 lockdown.
1: When did you guys decide that you should start heading back?
3: It took about two or three weeks to come back because just all of the airports were crowded and we didn't want to go through that and risk us getting anything.
1: What was it like getting back? Like, were there certain things you got had to do or like you had to stay away from certain people or people chaotic? So going to the airport
3: in Spain, I had to have a mask, glove and hand sanitizer and In the Plains, everyone had their own rows, Mm -hmm. but there wasn't that many people, so
1: some had to skip rows. When you guys were heading back, was this before the whole uh, Trump thing when he said he was going to close off, you know, the people coming in and leaving from Europe? Yes, this was before that. When you got back, did you have to go through certain customs? Like, were they kind of, like, question you or... Like sanitize all your stuff for coming back into the U.S., and then did they have to tell you to quarantine yourself?
3: Yeah, pretty much all of that, yes. Uh, they came back, they questioned us on how long we were gone, and if we had any symptoms, and then they would take the temperature, and they also said, when you get home, self-quarantine for two weeks, and
1: check your temperature every day when you said the city when you know you can only go out to go get your essential needs did it look really bare like the streets were just
3: quiet yeah on um, I never got to leave the house because that was my post mother's one rule for everyone in the house don't leave mm-hmm. but when I did get a ride to the airport yeah it was pretty much just
1: ghost town so what did you do inside while you were quarantined?
3: Um, me and my sister would do our schoolwork together. We went to different schools, but me and her were in the same grade, so
1: we just helped each other. Are you talking about, like, sister-sister, or, like, is that what you guys uh, call no, each other? my host-sister. Oh, okay, then. Yeah, I've heard that before. That's why so I, um, I, There were some uh, foreign exchange students that came to Salt River to visit, and that's what they called each other. So you would do your work, your homework?
3: Yeah, and my family was kind of, well, they were like a music family, so they would play the piano or the guitar to pass time. And we also just played games like Monopoly and Clue.
1: What did your family back here think? Were they worried?
3: Yeah, my family was very worried. Everyone texted me and. I started asking how I was doing, if I was okay, and just how I am.
1: After this whole thing ends, do you plan on going back and studying abroad?
3: Yeah, I do. But I think I'd want to pick a different location next time.
1: Yeah. You know, to expand. Thank you, Emery. We're happy to have you back home safe and sound, and we wish you the best in your education. Indeed. Indeed. She's actually my cousin. Yeah, she was cool. I just thought that was amazing. Like 14 years old, and she took off for a couple months.
0: Oh, let me tell you. I mean, it runs in the family. uh, Well, yeah, I kind of left as well. But no, it was definitely nerve wracking. She's she's a young kid. She's a great kid. Um, It was definitely nerve wracking. um, Kind of just seeing her go. It's just like, you know, your heart. Your heart skips a little bit because you're just, you You have no control. You can't see her. Um, luckily with social media, social media is amazing. You know, she was able to keep in touch with family and friends. And it's been, it's it was quite a journey, not only for her, but for the entire family. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I just think that's really inspiring being 14 years old and already knowing where you want to travel and being able to get up and go and do. Like she she mentioned that she just looked up a school
0: and said, I wanna go there. Hey, that does take a lot. That's no fear, man. That's just going for it. I mean, it takes me twenty minutes to get up out of bed to go log on to my computer <laughs> and this this girl knows what she wants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I'm good excited stuff. to see what she does. Yeah, me too, me too. Great. Well, Hey, so to all our listeners, do us a favor and send us some feedback. Um, we want to hear these really, really great, amazing stories from community members. We want to get more interviews done, and we need your help to do that. Please send us an email and let us know if you have story ideas or if you know somebody who is who is doing great things in their community, in our community, and let us know, and we'll reach out. So Send us an email. All right, Marissa. Well, thank you for joining me yet again. And uh, thank you so much to all, all of our listeners. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode. See ya. Bye.